Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Have you ever said to yourself, this is just for now? All the while you're daydreaming about a different life circumstance that you'll one day courageously capture? Hi loves, I'm Scout, and every time I hear someone tell me that their job, career, relationship, life circumstance is quote-unquote good for now, my mind goes insane as I frantically try to pull the true meaning out of them and figure out actionable steps to achieve what they envision in their head. This idea of setting a better standard for your life is what this podcast is all about. Let's do this. Hello loves, it is Scout, your host. I hope you're having a beautiful day and that the day serves you in whatever way you most need it to. So I've been thinking a lot about what my first official episode should be. Um, I know the first episode was more of an intro episode, kind of delving into my story and giving you a little bit of a background on how I came to be where I am and what this podcast is going to hold. But when I thought about what the first episode as far as a subject to dive into, I want this podcast to be evergreen in the sense that you can go back a year from now and listen to these episodes and have them still help your life in some way. However, today, if you are listening to this in current times, March 2020, April 2020, we are going through a global pandemic of the coronavirus and a lot of us are, or most the whole entire world is in quarantine, staying home, social distancing, Um, the unemployment rate is up, people's future are uncertain, and anxiety is really high. Um, It is one of the first times that I have lived in my life that um, the collective energy is feeling something as a whole. So it really is so much proof that one, we are all one, that we are all connected, and that people are tapping into the collective energy and therefore feeling a sense of uncertainty and anxiety. And so I really wanted to address this because I think that for myself, I have gone through so much mental mental turmoil with my bipolar disorder that I've come out with so many tools to, I, I don't want to say take control of my mind, but really strengthen my mind. And so that when things are thrown at me, I have the tools to overcome, to persevere and to thrive. And so I have sort of looked at my role during this whole crisis as sort of a rock and sort of those for those who have never experienced a panic attack or for those who have never had crippling anxiety or an uncertain future. I have been wanting to be the person that sort of guides them back and gives them the tools that I've learned over the years to deal with situations like these. 
So today's episode is going to be about on how to thrive, survive, how to survive and thrive in uncertain times and how to create a sense of inner peace within that allows you to wake up each morning and still continue towards your goals and your happiness and your purpose and your fulfillment without being bogged down by a situation that ultimately we have no control over. So I wanted to start off by talking about uh, what we have control over and what we don't. Uh, This is a practice that I do daily. This is one of the practices that started really saving my life when I was about 21 years old and I decided to embark down a journey of mental health and mental illness and healing. Uh, I would say the serenity prayer and uh, shout out to my husband who introduced me to the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer is widely used in AA, who uh, my husband is almost nine years sober. I'm not in the program, but I did a lot of research into the program, attended meetings to better support him. And through them, I learned so many healing practices that I still practice today. So the serenity prayer is one of the biggest gifts AA could could have ever given me. The serenity prayer, for those who don't know it, is as follows. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm going to say it one more time, and I want you to really, really visualize this prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Oh, it gets me every time. So this is an anxiety buster. Every time I feel anxious or the future is uncertain or I'm out of control of a situation, I say the serenity prayer to myself and then I put up like a whiteboard in my head. And on the left side is the things that I can control and on the right side are the things that I cannot control. So let's start with the things we can't control right now. And if you're listening to this post-coronavirus, feel free to plug in whatever it is that you're mentally dealing with right now. We cannot control the fact that the coronavirus exists. We can't change that. So sitting here and saying, I wish it didn't exist, what I would do to, you know, to go back in time and get it taken away, those are all things that we have no control over. So exerting that energy is worrying twice. And worrying twice is struggling twice. If someone asked you, hey, do you want to struggle twice over the same thing, one in the morning, once in the morning and once in the evening, you would say no hell no, I don't want to do that. So why do we worry about things that we have no control over? Because all it's doing is making us suffer twice. So we have no control right now that the coronavirus exists. Let it go. We have no control unless you're a scientist that specialize in viruses and cures and vaccines for viruses. We have no control over finding a vaccine for coronavirus other than donating money maybe to an organization that is looking for a vaccine. That's one way that we do have control, but we ourselves don't have control as we sit quarantined in our room to find the vaccine. So let it go. We do have control, right, over how we spend our days. We have control over how regimented we are when it comes to social distancing and quarantining, which I hope you're all taking it very seriously. That is in our control. That is how we contribute to society and humanity as a whole. So staying inside, social distancing, quarantining yourself, washing your hands, being really smart about, you know, the spread that you might incur if you go outside, especially I know that we need to go to the grocery store and wear gloves, wear a mask. 
hand sanitized things. Um, these are all things that we can control. We can control, now those are all the physical things we can control, right? Staying in our home, social distancing, quarantining, that is us doing our part for humanity. What we can also control is our mental state and how we perceive the situation. We can control if we wake up excited. We can control what we work on during this time. We can control our self-awareness. We can control the relationship that we have the time to develop within ourselves. We have time to do things and we have control over how we spend it. So we could use it spending positive energy, healing energy, um, inspiring energy, or we can use it worrying and spreading negative fear. Because if the entire collective energy as a whole is rooted in fear, that is going to change the outcome of the future with this coronavirus. If we all together had a collective energy of positivity and healing, imagine the ripple effect that would have on people's mental states. It would be beautiful. It would be amazing. It would change the state of this situation. And I know you might be thinking, you know, this might be a selfish time to think about what I can control and what I can spend my time on. But if everybody in the world spent this time on self-awareness, self-compassion, and figuring out what's best for them in this lifetime, the entire world would be a better place. The vibration would be higher. It would be electric. And so use this time to really work on yourself because you have that control right now. So now that we know what we have control over and what we don't have control over, and that exercise can be implemented into any sort of um, situation in your life where you feel anxiety um, or you're out of touch with the situation, just check in. What can I control in the situation? What can I not control? If you can't control something, let it go. It is no longer serving you and you don't need it. So let's talk about judgment of the situation. Marcus Aurelius said, when you are distressed by an external thing, it's not the thing itself that troubles you, but only your judgment of it. And you can wipe this out at a moment's notice. So I read this in the Daily Stoic, which is by Ryan Holiday. Um, it's a daily meditation book that I do um, that basically centers around uh, Stoicism philosophy, which has been extremely helpful for me during these times, during my mental health journey. I highly recommend the Daily Stoic if you're looking to really harness your emotions and figure out how to rationally assess life in a way that is best going to strengthen and ground you. And so underneath uh, this quote that was written in the Daily Stoic, Ryan Holiday wrote, an event itself is objective. How we describe it, that it was unfair, or it's a great calamity, or that they did it on purpose, is on us. So we have the opportunity to assess an external thing or an event itself, which is technically objective, and we have the opportunity to describe the situation in a way that best serves us. So if you're set with a situation of uncertainty like the coronavirus, reframe your perspective on it. Reframe your judgment on it. This is a beautiful time for me to come together and spend some time with my spouse. This is a beautiful time for me to come together and rest. This is a time for me to help small businesses by shopping online for those who most need me right now. So really framing your judgment around the thing that is either uncertain or the event that is causing you distress or um, you know, not making you feel exactly in alignment. You can figure out what's your judgment of the event and how can you change it? How can you change that perspective to describe it in a way that is going to strengthen and help you move forward? So I love that the idea that the judgment of the situation is in our hands, something we can control, and that if we use that power wisely, we can reframe perspectives and therefore reframe our days and reframe the things that we create during this time. In order to continue 
creating this judgment and perspective that best serves us, it's okay to not tune into the news right now. It's okay to not be checking the New York Times.com every single second to find out the new update on the uncertainty of the coronavirus. I am giving you permission to be ignorant on the things that you don't need to know about. Just the way we curate our social media feed with Instagrams that make us feel good versus make us feel bad about ourselves, we have the opportunity to really filter what we take in into our space right now. And that's not being ignorant in the fact that you're not helping. That's just saying, I don't need extra noise to penetrate my energy field that's going to make things worse for me right now. If there is huge news, believe me, you'll get it. Someone will text it to you. You'll accidentally see it on Facebook as you're scrolling. Don't worry. If it's major, you'll know about it. But the continuous updates of the cases that are, you know, being tested positive, that's just things to implement fear and to really up your up your anxiety levels. So if those that kind of news isn't serving you right now and instead it makes you feel really out of control, I am giving you permission to not watch the news. I'm giving you permission to shut it off and curate the content that goes into your brain. I know that in society we are always sort of um programmed to be the most educated and the most aware and that has really led to a lot of beautiful things like civil rights movements and um, human rights and better treatment for people because it's you know us being educated has raised awareness for situations that do need to change but in a situation like this the daily constant minute by minute update is only going to drive you up the wall and so you're doing what you can and you cannot control that data right now you can control staying at home so I am giving you permission to turn off the news and all of that noise right now and just focus on what makes you feel good. So let's talk about uncertainty itself, the word. What does it mean to you? When I say the word uncertainty, what, what comes up? What emotions do you feel? Where does your mind go? How does it make you feel in a sense of your future? I want to read this quote by Eckhart Tolle, and he says, If uncertainty is unacceptable to you, it turns into fear. If it is perfectly acceptable, it turns into increased aliveness, alertness, and creativity. And I can't help but tie uncertainty to entrepreneurship in the sense that entrepreneurs are really known for taking risks, and risk-taking is jumping into uncertainty. Mads, my sister, always says, I jump and pray that a net appears below me. And that's uncertainty. And if you can develop a relationship with uncertainty, that's almost like a love relationship. Like, why don't you court uncertainty? Why don't you welcome uncertainty into your house, into your life? Because technically, even before the coronavirus, uncertainty was the way of life. Nothing is guaranteed for us. Nothing is set in stone every day. We just thought it was. We weren't hit in the face with, oh, that thing, uncertainty, that's controlling our lives. So why don't you write a letter to uncertainty and say why you've always been afraid of it and how it could actually enhance your life. How if you ride the waves of uncertainty, how would that make you feel and how would that benefit you? Would that make you more malleable? Would that make you more spontaneous? Would that make you more in tune with the flow of your life so you're not so regimented and, and strict with yourself? What would happen to your mind if you welcomed uncertainty and you had a date with it? And if you were like, okay, well, if my life is going to be uncertain, how do I want to live it? And how do I want to approach this? And how do I want to perceive uncertainty? So I think that that was 
for me, I live in uncertainty, right? I run a business and yes, I have contracts, but who knows what the next month is going to provide for me. I don't have a set fixed salary every month that I can expect. My salary is always changing and fluctuating and moving. And so therefore I am as well. I am adapting to whatever scenario my business presents to me that day. And the control I have over my uncertainty in my business is how much effort I put into it, how much love I put into it, how much of my heart I put into it. And what I get in return, it's always uncertain, but I trust that if I put out good things, good things will come to me. So I think it's very interesting that uncertainty, if you're an entrepreneur, you should feel really comfortable with this. And this should be something that maybe you can help others get comfortable with. Um, Because I think right now, more than ever, uncertainty is really slapping us in the face and making us almost admit to our own mortality and we can use that in a way that's really empowering right we can use that in a way of like okay well the waves come and how do I want to ride them I get to choose how I want to ride those waves so you get to choose your relationship with uncertainty not uncertainty you get to make the rules with uncertainty and how you perceive it and love it and welcome it and use it towards your benefit So I think that writing a letter right now and really thinking about your relationship with uncertainty is a really good practice because it might get you a little more comfortable with it. And maybe you might even, you might even like it. You might even think it's a little thrilling. Um, Another quote about uncertainty that I wanted to read is by Jeff Foster. He says, leave everything undefined, including yourself. Befriend uncertainty, fall in love with mystery, kneel at the altar of not knowing. Give your questions time to breathe and the answers will find you. I think that is the perfect way to approach today's time or any aspect of your life that's not going the way you had initially planned is to kneel at the altar of not knowing because that's all life is, right? We don't know, but that's exciting because we get to explore and be curious. So use this time to ignite your curiosity and the answers will find you. I promise if you give them time, if you ask the right question, there's no such thing as asking the right question. If you ask the questions you need to ask, the answers will find you. So now that we've talked about figuring out what we can control and what we can control and letting go of what we can't, reframing our judgment and perspective on the situation and identifying our relationship with uncertainty, I want to talk about how we can use this time really to grow our soul, our inspiration, and not necessarily to hustle and grind and kill ourselves, but to put forth time and to really make the most of it. So when this uncertainty is over, when the coronavirus is over and life goes back to normal, we are in a better position than when this all started. So this is obviously an amazing time for an entrepreneur. This is also an amazing time for all the people that have wanted to be entrepreneurs. How many times have you said to yourself, I would love to do this, but I don't have the time. Well, now that excuse is blown up and thrown away and out the door because you have the beautiful time to do it. So whatever that thing has been that's been gnawing at the back of your brain, that's been beating at your heartstrings, that's really been inching in you, what is that thing and can you start it now? And you don't have to necessarily have a full business plan or whatever, but take those first steps. Create that Instagram, create that blog, start that podcast, start the business you've always wanted to, become a virtual coach, 
these are the times with all this extra downtime to really think about yourself and where you want to be in life and then to put yourself there. You have the control to design your future. And so this is the perfect time to be designing that future because we have quiet, we have stillness, we have self-reflection, we don't have distractions. We are probably the most in tune with our intuition than we've ever been just because we're alone right now. And so really think about what you want to do with this time and throw yourself into it. Um, Oprah, the beautiful Oprah, um, has two really great quotes about what it means to find what you love to do and to do it and then how it feels once you've found it. So she says, pay attention to what makes you feel energized, connected, and stimulated. Follow your intuition, do what you love, and you will do more than succeed. You will soar. So this is really great, right? Because if you can find that thing that pulls your energy forward and now is the time to do it, you're going to feel so good every single day. You're going to wake up stoked. Another thing she said, which I so relate to, she said, I felt lit up from the inside like I had come home to myself. And that is the perfect way to describe how I feel in my entrepreneurial pursuits. When I work on OKSIS podcast, when I work on Scout's agency, when I work on this podcast, I feel like I'm coming home to myself, like I found myself, like I found my confidence and my flow and my purpose and my fulfillment, which can be so many different things. It doesn't have to be just one thing. So if you can really tap into that energy right now of what would really fulfill me, and go for it. Come home to yourself. Learn what it feels like to create and be proud of what you've created. And if you are an entrepreneur going through this time and you already have a business going and you're running it and it's killing it, now is the time to not amp up your efforts, but make them stronger. Get those roots even deeper. Figure out the next future plan. Move with the times. Things are going digital. How can you have more of a digital presence? What does your business look like in the digital age? What strategies and brandings can you implement to make yourself stand out? This is all creative energy that we have the time for right now that will make us feel alive. It will also, you know, keep that anxiety at a bay. So maybe this is writing a short story. Maybe this is writing a book. Maybe this is starting a podcast. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe this is creating a Facebook group for small business owners to come together and chat. It can be small. It can be big. It can be a long-term plan. It can be a short-term plan. Whatever it is, I think that right now is a beautiful time to create, and I think the world is asking us to create. I think that as we sit still and as we pause and as we breathe, it allows us to get to know ourselves better. And then once we get to know ourselves better and once we get to change our perspective and what we can control in the situation, we have an opportunity to strengthen our relationship with our future and our life, and then we have the opportunity to design it. So... That is what I'm inviting you to do. I'm inviting you to do all of these things, to look uncertainty in the eye and say, I got you. I know how to navigate this. I can navigate this. I am strong. And then I want you to create. I want you to create what feeds your soul. I want you to fill your cup because we are alone right now, but we are so connected and we have the opportunity to create magic right now. So I'm going to leave you with a quote from the amazing Albus Dumbledore. He said, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. So loves, let's make a promise to ourselves, to our friends, to our family that we're going to turn on the light. We're going to find it and we're going to turn it on because it's there and it's waiting for us and it's up to us to turn it on and see it. I hope you have a beautiful creative day and remember you are so loved. <laughs>